Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's gonna relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just a dollar sixty-nine from any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. How should you plan for when your home becomes too small, or when the next one gets too big? At Sandy Spring Bank, we're here to help create personalized solutions for financing your home loan. Whether it's a new home or refinance, renovation or addition, fixer-upper or new build, banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your mortgage. Visit sandyspringbank.com/mortgage. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank, equal housing lender. This is a podcast from Minute Media. <laughs> it would be a wolf, but I. Hello, 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 and welcome to the last match reaction of the season. Unless we decide to do one tomorrow for the under-23s um, magnanimous victory, or what it's looking like anyway, against Stoke. Um, big thanks to everyone who's joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and to anyone who's listening to pod as well. We're, of course, part of the 90 Min Football Network, and joining me today, I've got Stu and Luke. How are you both this evening? <laughs> Good. Yeah, Good. My, fair to middling. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually quite. Su- I mean, this is. The, I'm kind of glad that it's the last one because I'm quite suffering today. <laughs> the first time, first time this season. I mean, I, I haven't gone mad all all season long, and it didn't seem like we had yesterday either. But then, totaling it up, it, it was quite a large amount in the short space of time. But yeah, yeah. but Stu, when you say you're not going mad, you still drink about eleven points. No, it wasn't all of that yesterday. It was probably, mm, uh, probably about seven, yeah, about seven or eight or something like that. I mean, two and a half, it was ish. <laughs> I would not be functioning. Oh, God. I'd, turn, I'd be break dancing in the middle of yeah. the spoons in Crocs for summer. <laughs> the Ellesmere Port Labour Club, they treated us well. So. Uh, <laughs> Several points of uh, Tetley's dark mild in there, as you do. He's a 38 year old man, but yeah, joined the party. It was the best part of the day. Wow, I was going to say that there was a title decider this weekend, guys. Um, It went down to the wire, but Thomas Telford won the National Schools Under 2012's Cup this weekend, didn't they, Luke? They did. They did. And thank you for saying that. and and that was the biggest match of the weekend, man. I, I was going to say that, that. And, and Liverpool. It was all about Thomas Telford against Shenfield under twelves because my lad was playing in it. So that was the biggest one. Well, where, 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 Wolves where was, lads in there as well. So it is linked to the Wolves, the Wolves as well. Yeah. Where where was the um? Where was the final curiosity? It was at the Albion. I was. Yeah, it was at the Albion. Um, Spider City. Shit hole. Honestly, I was just saying, like I was saying to you two before we went on, on air, there was actually cobwebs on, I'd say, a good 40% of the seats. <laughs> I, honestly, I wish I would have took pictures because people think I'm just lying because it's about the Albion. But honestly, you had to dust your seats down and everything. It was it's a shit hole. Absolute shit hole. Would we prefer to talk about the under 20? 
under twelves cup final or the Liverpool match? Because genuinely, I'm 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 fifty fifty to be honest. It was a good game. It was a good game. It's on YouTube, <laughs> so you can catch up on it. It was a really good game. But we'll talk about Wolves and Liverpool if we have to. Uh, yeah, let, let's go for it because mentioned it was it was the last game of the season, and let let's be honest, the mood around um, Wolves the last month or so has been getting sour and sour. I don't want to use the T word, so we'll go for sour at the moment and toxic. Oh, I was thinking all kinds of things. Then, <laughs> what could this possibly be? <laughs> no, I, I think if you call a team toxic, that's that's like. That's that. That's the cross on the door. That's the death sentence, in my opinion. It did did Britney off? To be fair, yeah. did Britney Spears shave her hair off after she released that that song? Yeah, she looked I'm like you. Sure, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she did. Yeah, I'm sure timeline wise. Yeah. Maybe there's something in it. I mean, toxic really is check. toxic. We would have to check. Conspiracy that does, Um, starting lineup wise, oh. I was going to say, he seemed to have reverted back a little bit. Obviously, John Ruddy didn't start the game. He did feature because Saar got injured. Um, so I think that game he played against Norwich the other week was a bit of a send-off match rather than anything else, which I think we all sort of suspected. And a front three and a front two of Neto and Jimenez. Stu, were you happy enough with the lineup? Just bored. <laughs> yeah, it's probably our strongest team. What else did he meant to yeah. do? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, well, yeah, we, start we, the kids who are all playing tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was just one of them. One, to be fair, when when I saw it, I thought, oh, okay, just, just okay. Well, we got three midfield, and we played uh, played pretty all right against them at home, apart from Hoover messing it all up for everyone. Um, so I thought, okay. We'll see what happens then. I, mean, I wasn't excited by it. I thought, well, maybe give Chiquinho a try or something like that and not at wing back, maybe be a bit braver. But to be fair, I thought, when we come on to it, I thought it worked for the most part for what we could possibly do against them. Um, but yeah, it was, it's just, it's just, goes to the stage where it's just the same every week and it doesn't matter who, who does come in. They're all the same. They're all equally as bad as each other, especially up front. But then... After well, two yeah, minutes. I mean, we're, we're never going to like go go to a back four and really kind of no. work with the shape. We're always going to play a three man midfield because we're against Liverpool, and that that kind of leaves you well two up front. Jimenez is arguably always going to start, even ahead of Silver, despite what I think we all would argue in this in this virtual room, as it were. Um, but yeah, it, it did feel like very samey but not in a good way um one thing i want to sort of chat about before we get it right into the game was i guess the atmosphere and the build-up so Stu, you were there um on sunday did there i'm trying to think the best way of phrasing this now was there sort of a different mood in the air around liverpool was there sort of that a, a nervousness because obviously they did the things with the flares with the coaches probably you know Try and create atmosphere, and well, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see what you thought of the actual atmosphere on the day. I mean, weirdly, because we, we got there really early for us. I mean, we were there for we were, we were in the ground for two o'clock, well, three o'clock, so in a whole hour before kickoff, and it was like, well, around the around that that side of the ground. I mean, obviously, it's a building side to the minute anyway, um, but they they were very quiet. From their, their fans were very quiet. So it's not in, like Liverpool fans. Oh, no, no, it's a, going against Taipei. Um, <laughs> they, they had this. The, the, the biggest noise was coming from inside the ground where they was talking about this. We have got a fan park with a big screen, but we're not showing the game on it. I was like, oh, okay. And then we walked around the corner, and then there was this. There was a couple of guys with points, and I thought, well, they're drinking outside. It's probably going to be the same cost as what it is inside anyway. So we might as well just get in. Um, but once we were in the ground, I mean, <laughs> it was like a party atmosphere, uh, despite how shit we are. And the last since the Arsenal, the first Arsenal game, it's been one of them. Well, it just gets from bad to yes, worse. Um, everyone was just there for a good old time and hoping that Liverpool would lose and lose the title. But, but yeah, I mean, from from our point of view, it was great. 
atmosphere wise for us, but yeah, for them it was if it was nerves or it was just them being shit shit fans that they are, you couldn't really tell any difference to what it normally is, really, to be honest. What from watching it on the telly though, one thing um I'll say is Wolves fans ended class again. Yeah. Um Yeah, we but yeah, we definitely bought it. Even when they were singing You'll Never Walk Alone at the uh, before kickoff, you could still hear the Wolves fans. Yeah, singing God Save the Queen over it as well, which was quite hilarious. Well, I think they're singing, was they singing We Are Wolves? Yeah, they kind of merged mer- mer- into me. Can you hear it on so, the telly, man? And, oh, it almost brought a tear to my eye. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was It was probably the best away. I mean, our away support has been not great this season. I mean, I've talked about this multiple times. Maybe it's a, a hangover from the bad times or whatever the last two years. Who knows? But it hasn't been what it was before and yesterday it was it was really good from start to finish and yeah a lot of that was Gallo's humor and, and taking the piss out of them lot and everything but despite that it was still like you said it was just it was noise it was a war of noise and coming from one place and it wasn't them the only, the only time they made any noise at all was when they that we faked them out again and they thought they were going to be the league it... and that to be fair that was probably the loudest i've ever heard any ground ever anywhere i've been I mean, that, that cheer when they thought that Villa had equalised to make it 3-3 was as loud as I've ever heard anything, and it didn't really, it didn't exist. Yeah, you can't <laughs> beat it that. You can't beat that. Remember when it happened to us? Was it yeah. when we missed out on the playoffs? Was we playing Blackpool or something like that? Or we needed yeah. a Blackpool result, and we got done, man. It's horrible. <laughs> it, it, it's it's, it's going to happen, in it? It don't matter who yeah, you are. Yeah, it's, it's class what when it's going to happen to you. Like yeah, when you, yeah. I heard the Liverpool fans cheering, and I was like, "Oh nah, don't tell me Villa have equalised because I think Man City had just made it three two. Yeah, and then um, nothing come through, and I was just buzzing, absolutely buzzing. The fact that we've then we were chanting about VAR or some, or saying it's gone to VAR. Yeah, the, <laughs> the fact that we've done them twice in four years with the same joke, and they fell for it twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Well, so best humour though, best in the land, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what it reminded me on Saturday. It gave me proper Richard Stearman vibes when we scored in the first couple of minutes because that was pissing on chips. What a ruddy start. Like, yeah. I mean, you know what? We, we, we usually, you know, we, we tend to kind of go through goal by goal and stuff like that. We probably won't take because can't be asked for you to talk about the Liverpool goals, to be honest. But how fucking shit was that defending? That was honestly, Luke. If that had happened um, for your lad's team for Thomas Telford, you'd be fuming at under yeah, twelve. It was so bad, especially because that Canate is half decent, like, and he's just completely <laughs> jumped under the ball. You know, not gonna, not going to moan about it. It wasn't um, even like the first time. Like it was planned. They they knew something like that was going to happen. That's what well, you could ball- see. We was hitting that ball quite a lot. Yeah. In, in, into that hole um, behind him. But, I mean, when you, I know we can only talk about one goal, but how many chances did we have as well? Mm. I know, yeah. Really, I mean, really ex- exploited them at times. Um, I mean, that, that first half in particular, when we had, we had, when we had Neto on, and we'll, we'll move on to how things kind of changed. Mm. That was, uh, like that first half an hour, I think that's how we think Wolves should play every week. Now that is how Wolves should play every week. Yeah, not what we, we don't think because we don't play. We but we don't play Liverpool every week. We don't play a team who has such a high line who are, who are without their best centre half every week. But it was just. But it, to me, it just shows. You know what? When you just when, show a bit of bollocks and try yeah. and go at somebody, you can cause them problems as much as they can cause you problems. So why not? Obviously, you have to gauge sort of. You know, you're playing Liverpool away. You can't go at them sort of 60 times in a 90-minute game because you're just not going to have the ball as much. But when we're playing teams like Norwich, come on, let's pull it on them a little bit. But so mm. often we seem to just sit back and that's why the fans get annoyed because mm. that's that's not our philosophy. Wolves' philosophy, in my opinion, has always been quite direct. So when we yeah. don't play direct, that's when we get frustrated. I mean, we, we created more chances yesterday... Than all three games against Norwich this season. <laughs> See, and this is what I'm. Mean, it's, like, it, it's a it's a joke. It, it's I mean, we, we can it, put that we, we can put that clip of you saying shock 
up again, but it wasn't a shock, was it? Because we all know that it, we knew that yesterday was going to happen like that because this is what this Wolves team have done for but, the last. But, but we're three reactive. Years. We're a reactive team. We we yeah. we're not savvy enough on the ball to be able to open up teams like Norwich on a consistent basis. This is where people say that oh, we did the double over Everton and um, Everton and Watford when I say that, but. but we, we, we never know. That's what it is. Maybe yeah, we, we just can't play against the against the, the low block because obviously yeah. Liverpool play a lot higher than Norwich would at home. Mm. But then that's a concern. So where's our plan B? Where we yeah. can still be direct, but we just have to be direct in a different way. Maybe with a little threaded through ball, or you know, instead of going looking for that clip behind in the channel, and we have to come through centrally. But we just haven't got anyone apart from Morgan Gibbs White. But yeah. obviously. That's a separate conversation. I mean, that was always my thing with Adama Traore. I can never get my head round we didn't have him start his runs much near the halfway line. Why why we, you know, why have you got the fastest man on the pitch like hanging back in the middle of his own half to start his run then? Just all his goals, all his quality came when he was on the last man and we knocked the ball over the top. Mm -hmm. And I, I I can't quite put my head around because I think it must be a mentality thing more than a coaching thing because it's dragged over from last season as well that they just can't get past that chess game in terms of, well, I know Bruno said it before, hasn't he? Um, about, oh, we know when to attack. Um, our fullbacks know when to get forward, judging by where the other wingbacks are on the opposition. But we need to bring the game to them, not just be reacting to where the opposition are all the time. We need to push the boat a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it showed against Liverpool that we did that. We we weren't scared. And, you know, the amount of chances that, like, we had that Dendonka chance as well, didn't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. He should have... <sighs> yeah, you would like him to do a little bit better there, to be fair. I mean, no, no one expected him to score because he's Dendonka. But, mm-hmm. but I think that that was the thing, though. Because they were there... <laughs> I mean, it's mad saying that the team that finished second, they were there for the taking again. Yeah. yeah. And we we were forcing them into mistakes more than them making them out off their own back. I mean, the last time I saw someone misjudge a ball like, like Gonato did was Gully in that charity game. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to hate that. He's going to hate that. It's just faxy. But, um... <laughs> oh, but the God. fact that... I mean, what did it, I mean? What did it take so? Why did it take so long? What were they checking for? Because it seemed like an age for for the kickoff. I fuck you tell you what, we should have had at least one penalty. Oh well, let's. I mean, honestly, it didn't even show a replay. But they oh. didn't show a match of the day either. Did they not, but, no, didn't show match of the day. They didn't. Show, they didn't show about half of Wolves' chances. But that that the, the penalty, um, the Toti Gomez one. Yeah, when he was yeah, pushed over. Good, good, good. Uh, penalty. I, I, I don't understand what Stu, you're you're resident VAR. Um, I was going to use a very choice word there. You're Peter Walton, ex- as they called me last week. Yeah, <laughs> Pete. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't understand how VAR looked at that and went. That's ah, probably not enough in that when you can see literally on the replays and pushes him over. Well, they've looked at it, and it's the whole checking club badge thing. Because it's yeah. clear as day that it's fucking bent yeah. now. Because I mean, to, I mean, Dale's come out and go and follow Dale Johnson. Great, um, the VAR review every week on normally on a Monday, but it's just bent. There's yeah. no way. I mean, you can understand the ref not seeing it because it was chaos and it was a swung wing mm-hmm. ball and there's yeah. bodies in the way. Fine, whatever. It was right in front of us. I mean, when it happened, I just laughed because you know you're not going to get it anyway because this is the this is the league we're in. I mean, the, the, Matinho, the Matinho penalty at Man City, yes. has that happened at all again? No. Other than the, for Man City at Everton. But it's just, it was, it's blatantly obvious what's going on. There's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for it anymore. Liverpool had a penalty shout. I can't remember the exact incident now. It might have been when, when Jota went through. I think when Jota went mm. through and did Bolly come and slide across. Oh, yeah, when it, it, it hit yeah. him on his chest and it, it looked yeah. like it could have been handball. You should have seen how many replays there was for that. <laughs> there was a wait seven. VAR mm. was checking it, and then, but you could even argue the push by Trent on Huang. Yeah, mm, it would have been softer, but you could you could. There's certainly an argument for that. 
If it was if it was the other way around, if it was the other way around, they'd have got it. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and, and this is the annoying thing. Yeah, that's that's the arg- where the argument breaks down. You think, well, okay, are, are we being like gold coloured spectacles and this kind of stuff? But when you when you think about it, and the, the, how have they not conceded a penalty all season long? That's not a coincidence. Nah. at all. Nah. You look at you look at the amount of things, the amount of penalties they should have had against them. They just don't get given. It's <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's it's pointless. It's, it's pointless. Point mean, yeah. I, I, I thought about this at the start of the season. I mean, I didn't get to Spurs for that was my own cockle, but at the start of the season, I was thinking, well, is there any point going to these games against the the, the Snake Six? Because yeah. we're not going to get anything. And if we do have a chance, then it's going to be somehow turned against us, or and we're not going to get the rubber of the green. And this this doesn't this is a, a Wolves problem. It's league wide. Yeah, it's bent as fuck. It just is. Yeah, hundred percent. I think my my issue with with kind of parties and big clubs and whatever, I can get on board if it's that greyish area where that's soft, because. Fortune favours for Brave, especially when like attack with attacking penalties. Like they're going to get more. Liverpool are going to get more penalties because they get in the box more. They're going to concede less because they have less players coming in the box. But on Sunday, that was just again stupidly clumsy defending. It, yeah. Again, like not to not to drag you um, Thomas Telford into this yet again. Sir Kevin's going to have a field day when he listens to this. <laughs> um, I was I was going to say something really offhand, then and I and I won't. Because I'm going to be on my best behaviour, um, like you, you'd be like, oh, it, it, like it's a proper schoolboy one, and you know, like the linos, <laughs> literally in line with it. The, the, I think the only thing is that Gomez doesn't make a big deal of it. I think, but do you know what the scary thing is? Like these refs now, them earning six figure salaries to make these decisions. Like you've got VAR helping you as well. So that's two referees looking at incidents, being able to look at incidents that you've missed, and they're still making such massive, blatant mistakes, and it's concerning. Like you know if, what? It, if it was like from a direct corner, and you know, there's always a bit of argy bargy in the box or whatever, and he's you know nudged him in the back or whatever. I can see how that doesn't always get given. Yeah. There's only two of them in the box. It's it's bizarrely. It's a really good set piece by Wolves. If you think yeah. it was from a set piece, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah, 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 it must, yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of creating a memory now. But it was really well worked from Wolves because Gomez sprung the offside trap or whatever to get into that position. I, I just I just can't get my head around it. But um, I mean, it sums it up. I mean, you look at how many. Referees have been called up to be VARs in the next round of FIFA games in the summer from England. How many? Probably one. None. None. None at all. It's embarrassing. And what does that say? VARs not the problem. It's a dickhead running the thing that's the problem. Yeah. No, it, it is. This, it stu- is. this stuff. This stuff does happen occasionally in Germany and France, Spain, but not to this level. Not to the level that we have here. Nowhere near. And then oh, when Declan Rice was. Um, after the Europa League final, yeah, was in the ref, yeah, and then he had to come out and apologise. But sometimes I do agree with we need to respect the officials, especially at a grassroots level and all that sort of stuff. But when it's when it's blatant cheating, you've got to be called up on your bullshit, man. It's as simple as that. I think my like my easiest way of doing it is you mic up the referees because yeah, if you like mic them up and. <laughs> yeah. It's that, and it's good enough to pick up the players as well. You stamp two issues out in one. You ensure that there's better communication with the players um, from a referee's perspective in terms of explaining decisions after mm-hmm. a game as well. So yeah, that literally the people who are paying to watch the fucking thing ha- have some reasoning behind what's if going on. The, but also, it, may, it, it it cancels out any of the abuse angle because as soon as it, I think it happened in the NBA, mm. uh, like they, they didn't used to have the refs mic'd up. So you know, they they had players mouthing off all the time. As soon as they did, about a week where everyone got fined and everyone stopped it because you know it's, it's all it's like the silly behaviour that just goes along with things. It's the same as pitch invasion. It's like oh, we just see that as the norm because that's what people do. But it's like no, that's not correct behaviour. Same as same as mouthing off to a referee. You don't have to do it. It doesn't 
make any difference. You can yeah. control that very small element of you. So yeah. I'm going on a rant about society now, aren't I? <laughs> pull me back in. Pull me back in, Stu. I mean, um, we'll talk about how hang being crap in a second. Then, I mean, you don't even have to do it. You don't have to go the the NFL route and have it for the refs to talk to the stadium. That's not what we're asking for. Uh-huh. You don't even have to have them broadcast. You can no. all that you need. I mean, it's not like they've got enough wires on them. And they've probably got more wires than Robocop anyway, all over their body with the fucking VAR communication and the, the linesman thing and everything and the watches. So adding one more wire or some kind of headset, or, which they've already got anyway, yeah, all, yeah. You, all you need is something to record it to. I mean, you're not talking like in the 90s, just sticking a dictaphone on the back. It's, it's like the, you just put another... That's the um, This female ref was refing a game at Leicester University or something. It was on YouTube and she was mic'd up. Um, and then it just replayed the footage and you could hear her speaking to the players, speaking to her assistants. And I, she was a really good ref. She had, yeah. was an absolutely fantastic ref. Can't remember her name now, so I do apologise, but she was fantastic. Um, <clears throat> and I think, you know, we understand that refs are humans as well. You know, refs will make mistakes just like Ronaldo and Messi will miss a penalty. These things happen. But if he was, if a ref was just square and be like, you know what, I just missed it. And yeah. that's why I had to go to VAR because in the moment, I just didn't see it. Or if they're going to give a shite and ball decision, well, like Matinho or White Man City, I don't even know if you could excuse that one. But let's say there's, there's a handball and it's like, to be fair, from my view, his arm was outstretched, it struck his hand, that's why I gave the penalty. That's all we need to know. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like you, you're talking about an, an example there. They use it in the A-League in Australia. I mean, yeah. Jared Gillett, who's who's over here now as a, as a ref and a VAR assistant, whatever, He the whole thing that made him famous was that that clip of him refing that game and him talking to the players that they use, they use it on Fox... I think it was Fox Sports over there. And mm. um, they used that later on just to show it because when it was his last game and he was mic'd up. So that it's been done before. And you've got him doing exactly what you just said, Luke, explaining the decisions. And it, like you were saying, yeah, just go to the monitor to sell it to the fans. Like a VAR decision, which yeah. we all know that's what they do anyway because everyone was outraged the first year. <laughs> but that's all you want. But yeah. they won't do it here because it's bent. Well, it, yeah, because I can't it, do it. Yeah, oh, because yeah, I don't have more because some geezer from the Premier League give me 60 grand to make sure they won the game and there's a penal. <laughs> because that's what's happening, eh? <laughs> I was going to say, like, my, <laughs> similar with other areas of life at the moment, it's incompetent at best, corrupt at worst. Um, there was a bit of a sliding doors moment. I think in the game, I think you'll agree. So it's when Pedro Neto went off injured because I think he was back to being our star boy. Like he got his first goal of the season. Right, I know, but only I think it's like his twelfth appearance. And but Wang came on. Now we, we we've spoken about Wang before, and I, I know like that there were some pelters going around on the internet um, today and, and yesterday about why I, I can see why they bought him on over the other attacking players. That doesn't necessarily mean, though, he was particularly great. Um, I'd, Luke, I'd like to on. see I, his I would... um, ball retention or pass completion stats because it seemed like every time he got the ball and he went on a dribble, he got tackled. And a lot of his passes were very, very loose. I put it in the group earlier. I was going to say, I'm going to oh, quietly find it while you, while you, while you fill and I'll pretend to be smart. Yeah, because, I mean... <sighs> I mean, he's... Neto was absolutely superb and you could actually see the game shift when he got taken off. Yeah. It, it, it killed us. It cut, as soon as he went off and you saw Juan come on, it was just a case of, okay, we're not going to win this game now. So, um, to give you an idea, so Huang um, during the game had 36 touches and he lost uh, possession 20 times. Uh, 16. <laughs> oh, so now, he had nine accurate passes out and that was 50%. So, he had a 50. So, yeah, he had, what, 18 passes as well? So, his pass completion was 50%. Yeah, according to whatever screenshot, that's really, really poor. That is, that's really, really poor. 
I mean, when it, you're replacing a Lamborghini with a Flintstone car, <laughs> taking Neto off to bring him on. I mean, I've ne- it was up there with one of the worst performances I've seen in the Premier League as a Wolves player, and that's including some of the Dave Jones stuff that worried. Like, he's probably worse than fucking Oleg Lushny. That's how bad he is. <laughs> I don't understand how he's this bad and why he's here. Uh, we can't get rid of him now. It's because he, he got them. He got three goals early on, and that's why. Because I mean, one, one fell, like three and five or something daft like that. One of them he fell into two yeah. two inches out. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's it's not looking good, is it, for Wang? Mm. Because I mean, he. Months and months ago, I think I mentioned it in, in the group one, one time. How many times are you watching a game and it's 65 minutes in and you're like, bloody hell, Wang's on the pitch? Yeah. He's so ineffective. So, so ineffective. Like, the game, just it's just passing him by. I, I mean, I don't know what he was like at Leipzig, but it seems like this is just a level too high for him at this moment. I mean, at Leipzig, he barely he didn't, he didn't score any in the league, did he? I think he had like yeah. 20... 20 appearances and didn't score any off the top of my head. He, he, he did great at Salzburg in the Austrian Prem. I think my, my sort of view on Huang is he's actually quite a good finisher, but he doesn't offer anything else. And we are not catered to have a player who is literally good from eight yards out. But I don't we think need so much more. The, the problem is for them f- until he got knackered. He was all he was okay-ish. He, he wasn't good, um, but he was a goal scorer at least for a bit. But then he got the hamstring injury and he come he come back. You know what? You, you know they they go with the one leg on the um on the game at half time against Norwich. Mm. It, that's like I mean he had better control than Wang does, and it's it's almost like this is what's happened to him, and he's got some kind of. Some kind of fleshy Terminator and us get over the top because that's not a human leg. I mean, how can (laughs) anyone? I said this two weeks ago. I, me, I have a better first touch than him. I haven't played football for about seven years, and that's from goalkeeper as well. He's shit. There's no, there's no. It doesn't make any sense. What? How? How this has happened to him? I mean, the only thing that's going for him is that he can't be any worse. And that with a pre-season, maybe some yeah. somehow, maybe they can do something. I mean, don't get him, don't don't give him a holiday. Just leave him, just drill him every day for the next yeah, for the next ten ten he's weeks. Still allowed ten days in bed no, no, with a family, like Happy magnificent. Um, all right, so we talked about Wang being less than great, but. Lots of players who have been pretty poor recently did turn it on. Whether it was, yeah, they probably you know, paid for moves. That's why. That's yeah, I was going to say, I, did I actually? Yeah. So there you go. There's the other graphic. Um, wanting to end on a high, or was it just shot window stuff? I'm glad I got you two on because I knew I was going to get to a point quickly. If it was others, I just. It's Willie Bolly. What happened to Willie Bolly? Where's he been? All, where's he been the last six weeks? I know he put that one tackle he put in. Was it on oh. Salah? <laughs> what a tackle that was! Um, I mean, if Totti was. I thought Totti was superb. Totti, sorry, I thought Totti was was absolutely superb. But I thought Cardi was absolutely shocking again against Liverpool. Shock. Um, but yeah, I think I think Raul might have been playing playing up for the MLS cameras. <laughs> he's good with pre-season tours got binned off Annie. <laughs> his agent had lots of meetings lined up that week well, to be fair to Raul I actually thought he played okay against Liverpool so much better than what we've seen the last sort of six or seven games um, but he had, no, he, had, he, had, he had no playing with him and like we've, we've missed Podence don't get me wrong and finally now we've had Pedro Neto at, at, at some level of fitness and you know he's I don't think Neto's been poor since he's been in the team. And even the last couple of games when he's played, it's, you can literally see that fitness improving week in, week in, week in. Yeah. Week oh, I'm knackered here, boys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jimenez, he needs better players around him, but he needs to play better himself. I mean, it's, it's not been a great campaign for him by his own no. high standards, but... 
yeah, I couldn't quite work out if I felt some of them were playing for moves. Or it was literally just, you know, what it, it suited their styles as well. Because Jimenez usually has a decent game against Liverpool. Bolly usually has a decent game against Liverpool because Bolly just gets to, you know, politely defend. That's what he's quite yeah. good at. Back to all stuff. I mean, Bolly. But... I mean, when he replaced Kilman, we all thought, hey, was he come back and put this kind of performance in after such a time away? And this was probably as good as that performance was. Probably better. I mean, that, that tackle was Ryan Bennett against Chelsea-esque. You know, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, be- couldn't believe it. But, yeah, I think Raul, though, I think that laying on that assist as well after just a few minutes, kind of, you could see the, the confidence come back to him a little bit. Yeah. And you are right, Rich. I mean... Playing with someone who's not a loser is probably <laughs> probably a good thing. I mean, that, that ball across the he, he yeah he, he blasted it at Wang, probably thinking, well, he's going to mess it up anyway. Um, <laughs> but he still got himself in that position. He hasn't been doing that for no. months on end. Mm-hmm. I mean, Southampton when he got his goal, the movement from has been few and far between. And yeah, again, just like, there've not been enough chances this season for our attackers to be behind the opposition's back line hmm. and it's where we actually we're quite we, we're quite good and it's it's frustrating and it's like it's like oh all of a sudden we're like oh you know what you missed did a bit of all right now i don't have a game for three months hmm. sound um i say sort of before we wrap up then guys i guess did it feel like a bit of a goodbye to some movies? So we talked about, you know, right, a bit of jokingly, but it was a bit of shop window stuff for a couple of the players. But of course, and it pains me to say it, we did we did have sort of another... It feels like he's just... With Ruben Neves, Luke, I'm, a, I'm not 100% sure, but it's true. Do you know like The Return of the King? Where there's about eight different endings. That's what it's felt like recently with for me and Ruben Neves because it just keeps thinking, feel like we're having a goodbye after goodbye after goodbye. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll put the um, the soundtrack to where uh, I mean, he's obviously he's not died like Paul Walker did in Fast and Furious, but I, I'll put that that song on the way home, and I, I was getting all upset <laughs> um, because this. I mean, that's why I wasn't really overly fussed against Norwich because I thought, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be there next week at Liverpool, but you could see, I mean, it, how they the squad kind of f- pushed him forwards as well for him to gaze a claim. Then he was there, punk, tapping the badge and everything on his chest. And this was this was more than it was last week. Um, this this was the 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 last one, and yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was strangely emotional. Now I can't think of a player that I've even. I mean, we didn't really get to say bye to Bully because he had to retire, but. There ain't been many that you think, oh, okay, this is really sad now that you've got you've got to leave, um, like it was in Neves. I mean, it, it was just it was different. This 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 one was worse than ever, and we all know why. And but for his own sake, he, he has to get out of this place. <laughs> yeah. I was say, the nearest I could think of was maybe like when Joey and Lescott went, but that didn't have the same no. emotional impact. And, but again, it's like similar circumstances. It's like, well, he has to leave Wolves because he's far too good for us. Do you think the reason lots of people are upset is just because it's going to be so, so hard to replace him? And also, a lot of people don't have faith that we will be able to. Yeah, I think I think that's a concern. Not, that it, not so much that it will be so hard to replace him because, yeah, he's a fantastic player, but you know, there are other good central midfielders that play football as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, any player is replaceable. No player is ever bigger than the club. Um, and I even thought that when Bakary Sako left, and I love Sako. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the biggest concern is, do we trust to replace him? Because my trust in that side of the club at the moment is low. Because I mean, as good as Nevers is, if if somebody's saying, "Look, it is seventy million pound for that man," that that does soften the blow. As a fan, that really softens the blow. You know, that's a lot of money for a club like Wolves. But then, where's it going to go? Where's the Java money? <laughs> It'll be esports 
Um, chairs. That's my. Yeah. That's well, that's my. That's what I'll be spending the money it, on. It, it, it could be where Neves leaving is positive for the club because then the money that we get for him is then positively invested in the team because the team is bigger than Neves, as good as a player he is. Well, I, I said something similar on a Liverpool show early this week when we were talking about um, Connor Cody and sort of said, problem is he can't really play in a back four, so we have to play the back five with him in it. So him being in the team is sort of fundamentally holding us back because yeah, we is. can't have an extra player in midfield. So yeah. if he went, and yeah, I, I, I'm probably a bit harsh just with my words, but it could almost be to a benefit of a team if we're able to place him with a decent centre-half and we're able to get another midfielder. And like there, there, there is you know, plenty of save, but... You know, no, no one's replaceable. And actually, even Ruben Neves, who has been a magnificent footballer, isn't isn't I mean, so much of a linchpin in this team where it's like we are going to fundamentally have to change how we play. I am just in denial, by the way, when I'm saying all this. Oh, yeah, mate. Like, it's it's yeah. a massive blow that he's gone. Like, it's gutting. It is proper gutting. But we don't know what the future holds. So why sit here being all depressed about it when it could end up being positive yeah he's a fantastic player but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be negative but yeah. <laughs> but we've, we've, we've lost, lost great players before it's not like we've not lost great players before no that's not that's not the problem is it the the, the, the problem is the, I can easily see him going for 60-70 million which is probably fair um, yeah. two years left on his deal whatever we can... Anything less than fifty million, and yeah, there's no point. In, there's and, no point and we'd, in bur- we'd burn out the club shop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the the problem is, like you said, it's I can you can quite easily see Neves being sold mm. and starting the season with Dendonka and Martino in midfield, and then coming out with some bollocks and oh well, the, it was hard in the window. We couldn't get who we wanted to, and it's like well. <laughs> If Villa can literally sign someone mere minutes after the end of the season finishes, yeah, there's someone who's who was actually quite decent as well, who'd probably do a job for us. There's no excuse anymore. All this bollocks, all the all the FFP nonsense that we were fed last year that didn't matter anyway. There's no excuses anymore. And we've had I mean, I'll put a jokey tweet out early about Laurie Del Rumpel, but since Laurie left, everything's gone to shit off the off the <laughs> field. We've signed rubbish and nonsense on it no one's we're still playing the vast majority of the team who've got who played the first game in the premier league anyway and you think that more the case that neves is the be- one of the best players we've ever had definitely in our lifetime it's what he represents that it's a massive missed opportunity for them as an investment company that didn't back up what they said they were going to do and if we'd if we'd have put the money in two years ago to back up the team that we had then which is we've, it's a worse team now than it was then, regardless of points. Mm. We could have had something special, but no, we're not because this team's two years older. Half of them are going to leave anyway, or be forced out or sold. And you're looking at without Jose Sar, Jose Sar keeping us in games and saving us nine goals, which is mad. We could be in proper serious trouble next season. But, but also, and, how long have Falso and Arnold's for now? Five seasons or six years? Six, six years. years. Yeah. So let's say they're working off five year plans. So they've gone from, was we 14th in the championship when they took over? Yeah. And in five years, we've then gone to 17th in the Prem. Um, no, sorry. Was it four, 15th in the Prem? Or wherever yeah. we finished last season. So then the next five year building block is from 15th in the Prem to then see where we go there. You know, it's, it's just like. When the first came in, it was always the project, the project, the project, the project. So now, let's just hope that they're looking at it as the project again, but from a different starting point. And we're a lot more advanced at this stage than we was when the first take took over. So when when the gave us when we was in the championship and the gave us a wonder kid from Porto, you know what's to say they're not going to give us something amazing again now from tenth in the Prem. Well, that, that's the dreaming, but it, it's 
they fundamentally and, changed. And, and what's dreaming, Stu? It's for three, mate. Not for much longer. Do that you watch. Stu thinks we're going to sit there. We're taxing our mind soon. Right. I'm going to quietly shift the conversation on. So, end of the season, bitterly disappointed that we've actually ended up finishing 10th um, because we'd spent the last, I think, 12 games or something ridiculous in eighth and all of a sudden we'd end up slipping still still top half of the table still still 20 points on fourth <laughs> but i mean it was a slip second half of the season we we have got a couple of end, end of season reviews guys we've got a player ratings one season as a whole and you know what we're thinking over the summer but guys initial reaction when it came to six o'clock yesterday and you saw that final league position I wanted to be happy because I've been going on all bloody week thinking 38 game season finished 10th better than I thought at the start of the season and then you go a third of it has been bad and I yeah, mean last bad. season like two thirds of it was bad like really bad now we've got it down to one third <laughs> yeah <laughs> invincible, oh, invincible oh, next season so I've I've been doing a bit of thinking on this, and like we are definitely we're, we're joking about it before the show. We're definition mid table. We're inconsistent. My worry now, and hopefully what you two can convince me otherwise, is that football's all about momentum, isn't it? So if we'd have had our points more evenly distributed throughout the season, then we'd have been in the same position. But I think we'd have all kind of coped, whereas. We kind of had a bit of a liffy start and then rode very high and then sank sort of like a ship. But it's going to be really hard for them not to carry that into next season because I mean, it's like that, that, you know, you only remember your last result, uh, you know, and our last few have not exactly been ones to remember. The problem is what gets overawed, though. Fresh yeah. mentality, then, isn't it? Yeah, that's. That, I think that, yeah. that's the only way it's going to happen because, in the 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 worry for me is that this is the second time this has happened to Bruno Lage as a manager, and yeah. the, he ends up leaving Benfica when this happened to him, and he couldn't change. He couldn't change things when it went bad. He just he he just lost and lost and lost. And for a club like that to to end with, with the run that they did was kind of unforgivable, really. And there's. Yeah, DR still can't believe that we didn't take the Vitinha option. Vitinha last year, with Trinko this year, Trinko train. And there's loads of different mistakes that they've made over the years that seem like for an investment company as well, which we have to remember that's what they are. Do you think, okay, Vitinha's gone on, he's won Port, he's, he was in contention for Porto's player of the year. And you don't know that if you shit, dear. So. Trinko is obviously the most one of the most frustrating players you've ever seen in your life, but there's still something there, and uh, I still think that it's something that will come out eventually, given a preseason, like I'd always always said. But there's issues like that, and there's issues all over the, the, the falling outs and all that kind of thing. I just don't see other than massive change <laughs> where you're going to change that momentum from. I know it's been, been downbeaten, me being the depressing one, but. Remember when I said for the um, before Newcastle, and if we were doing our predictions then about how many points we'd get, and I said five, mm. I said five, and everyone took the piss out of me again. We ended up with two, <laughs> two. That's why we was taking the piss. Yeah. Can't believe how optimistic you are. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> there's there's been certain things that have been there that have been blatantly obvious to us, like how Saar massively kept us in games and we're all like, oh, the defence is amazing. Well, it's not. We've got a, the, one of the best keepers in the league having a massive purple patch um, that's kept us in the top half of the table eventually. But these issues have been there all season. It's just kind of, we've papered over it with individual performances and things like that. So uh, I'd be fearful Let's put it that way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worried. I'd be fearful to what's going to happen if there's not massive change in numbers and personnel. Well, that nicely brings on to Twitter corner because we've got one silly question, one straight line football question, and an interesting football question. So I'm going to do a straight line one because it links in exactly what you were saying, Stu. So 
from Adam Melia. How many of the players that started yesterday will start the first game next season? So, out of the goodness of my heart, I'll bring up the lineup for you to yeah. see. So, we had Saar, Johnny, Bolly, Cody, Toti, Eight Nori, then Duncan, Neves, Martino, Jimenez, Neto. So, um, tell you what, if we just do it as a group, so if we knock through, so Jose Saar, first choice, I, I think he stays next season. So, that's one. Well, well. Oh, if Stu, we're... don't do this to me. Stu, he's not going anywhere. Stu, come on. You, you, you wouldn't think so, but just think, we signed him for 6.8 million. If someone offers some at 35, 40 for a 29-year-old, uh, soon to be 29-year-old, you've got to think, if, we be, if we're buying uh, goalkeepers from America, we've got Birmingham's player of the year in Sarkic as well. That wouldn't surprise... I mean, I, I, I would hate it, um, but I wouldn't rule that out. So maybe. Okay. I, I can still see Johnny. You could say maybe for everyone now, couldn't you, Johnny? Yeah. All right then. What if Barcelona come in? He's gone. Willy Bolly, yeah. Leon, I'm after a new defender. He <laughs> wants to go back to France. He's gone. Cody, yeah. He'll stay. Totti, <laughs> <laughs> Totti, he wants to go back to Portugal. Porto want him. He's gone. Eight Nuri, yeah. He's going to Leon with Bolly. Then Donker's going to play for Anderlecht. Neves, Martino will stay. Jimenez is going to the MLS, maybe. And Neto, maybe Juventus won him. There we go. Sorted. So, if you do it properly, Sark, <laughs> yes. Johnny, yes. Toti, yes. Bolly and Cody, I'm not I'm not convinced that Cody will still be here, to be honest. I think that do, you think he, might be... do you think he could leave? I think he could. I, I, think feel, that, I feel like he's a lifer, I do. I, I who's going to buy him? Newcastle. They're mad, are they? They've got, they've got money. There, to... because he loves it here, don't we? And he does captain. love it here, but it's depending if we want to move on. Eight new is obviously going to stay. Then you, the, the whole midfield, you're looking at. I think, well, obviously Neves is gone. Denzonka probably will be here, sadly. Um, and Matinho, <laughs> I mean, would you offer him a two-year deal at this point? I know he, you, from his point of view, he'd want one. I mean, maybe he could kind of twist his arm with one year that, with the option that the second year being for us. Yeah, that's how I'd go about it. Yeah, that's, um, it. that's I think that makes more sense. Yeah, Raul, God knows, and then Neto. Yeah, so you look at half the team, and then you look at the subs. Rudy gone. Put it back up. Rudy gone. Hervat, he's gone. Chipu, Marcel gone. Pedence, he looks like he's gone. Trinko gone. Mascara, he'll probably stay. Silva. <sighs> I'll send him on loan, but he might stay. Chiquino, he'll stay, and he'll be an important player for the next season because he is a player. And Wang will stay, and we'll just continue hating him for another 12 months. <laughs> then he'll go on loan to somebody, and then in four years' time, he'll leave on a free. I mean, let's be honest, Grasshopper's are going to get a hell of a player in, in he's saying, six months' time. Well, if uh, did they qualify for the Champions League? Because I'm sure there was up there, wasn't there? There's the, limit as, there's the limit as on loans like next season, remember, as well. So we can only three, I think. You can club. only have three going to the same club, yeah. And we had four last season going to... Um, yeah. Going to... How's that... Um, oh, what's, what's his name? Bola. The right-back who was on loan. At, yeah, yeah. Has he had a decent season? Apparently so. I mean, I mean in Spears' uh, loan report, he said he's had an excellent season. So, who knows? So we could have a couple. We could also have a couple of hidden gems as well. Yeah, like, you, 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 we a lot we more signed a Japanese Campbell. international. Um, Who? We saw, who's, who's out of Zurich. Um, there was the other South Korean player, the winger. Um, now you're going to test me on their names, aren't you? We signed them both in January and shipped them out immediately. But um, Hawabe, um, it's a Japanese, oh, yeah. Japanese international. Um, you know most likely will end up just turning a small profit on him, but you never know. I mean, we still got Bonatini's still contracted for a year, so... <laughs> oh. Oh, I'd rather have Bonatini point. than Wang. I'll tell you now. What about the Ecuadorian? Uh, what? He's, he's in Miami. Do you think he's ever going to return from Miami to <laughs> Brampton? Yeah, have you seen the weather today? Yeah. I was going to say, he's been pissing it down in um, Costa del Schiffnall today. Um, right. As I kind of alluded to earlier, the preseason tours got cancelled. So, 
what teams would you like to play in pre-season friendlies outside of the US tour? Um, one English. I'm going to allow you to stretch it to British if you want, slash Great Britain and Ireland, and one continental team um, at home. So, Stu, I was thinking of this, so I've got two answers for the away, away trip in Great Britain. Whitby? We could yeah, play with Whitby Goffs. Yeah. No, Whitby, I've got a team. They've got a team. Yeah, I know, but I'm thinking we play exclusively for Whitby Goffs team. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Whitby yeah. Goffs? Yeah, there used to be. I, I, oh, I'm please tell me it's a team of Goffs. I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure it's still a thing. But it used to be an annual game um, of Whitby Goffs versus the Whitby Gazette, which is just like the local journos. Yeah. This is a magnificent an, place. There's an annual a... golf festival in Whitby. Yeah. Is that, is that where you go every year? Yeah. Not, not well. Like... So, sometimes I've been there that year, that week. But sometimes there's there's also a steampunk week as well, where people could dress like in Victorians with like, with like guns and stuff on themselves. It's great. I think if if we're being realistic though, it's got to be Rangers, hasn't it? Rangers away in the sunshine. That wasn't going to be mine. Mine was going to be Abriswith. <laughs> grow up <laughs> in the such grow up no I'm still living on to my youth Luke you know this I've got <laughs> the hair's going so I've got to hang on to something but we're long overdue <laughs> a, a shit tour aren't we you know we've yeah, got played like, I'm thinking of like you know, proper like Welsh Prem so go and do Aberystwyth with New Sound TNS yeah real <laughs> yeah <laughs> go Conway Bay on the way back lovely yeah. old job imagine imagine Raul Jimenez just slumming it in Flint. <laughs> We've come a long way when you think about it, haven't we? We yeah. have come a long way. Um, at home. Yeah, we'd like to see it. You want home. somebody big, don't you? Like a AC Milan or something. Mm. Yeah, that's not good rap, is he? That way, that gives you think of the, the qualifiers and stuff as well, and things like that. So, and whether the. the Season starting earlier. I mean, you really don't, Stu. I'll listen when I... Have we ever had a German team? Oh, no. Not, I, can't, not, I can't think it's of... Like, it's usually Spanish we get, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Someone like Bremen or someone like that. As you can imagine, I'm bringing about 5,000 over. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go for San Paoli then and keep up my kind of punk vibes. Who's that? Sam Pauli. So, but um, playing Brown. Yeah, they're playing Brown. Oh, that German team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that German team. Yeah, we'll we'll take that and we move. (laughs) Okay. So the last one is from uh, Todd in America. Now, Stu, I'm going to be looking for you on this one. Um, But is there a weird (laughs) food combination that you like that might gross out someone else? I mean, why is it I get portrayed as this weirdo all the time? Um, <laughs> Can I, I tell you what? Don't worry. I'll let you think. So the only one I could come up with, and I've not had it in years, but chocolate and Doritos. Oh. And, uh, this is like Andy putting like chocolate um, um, Reese's things in their popcorn. This is quite common. Yeah. I, yeah. I realise it's not uncommon. Would that be like salty popcorn or sweet popcorn? <laughs> Oh, I think it would work with sweet popcorn. Yeah. Or, I mean, or if you're a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's one that I used to do. I mean, my, my old hangover cure used to be um, <laughs> a tomato um, tomato and basil cup of soup and a cheese spread sandwich. That, that, that used to be a thing. I mean, dip it in. And... The, the but, only thing I can think of, but it's completely not abnormal, is when I have a Sunday dinner, I cake it in applesauce. Like, I love applesauce. <laughs> There's loads of people that don't like applesauce, and I just don't understand how you can not like applesauce. No? What, on beef? I've got two yeah, questions. Yet. I'd have applesauce on any meat. <laughs> and you put no. it on like it would be gravy, or do you have like a dollop on the side? No, like, you get the applesauce. So you got your roast, okay? you got your roast. Yeah. Applesauce. Bang some in the Yorkshire puddings. Apple sauce. Bang it on the meat. Apple sauce. Bang it in the mash. Apple sauce. <laughs> put it on your veg. Apple sauce. What else do you have? Oh, all of your roast potatoes as well. 
You're just Christ, Luke. I can't really have applesauce and mash. I don't, you, you know I what? Don't you, know why people wouldn't like it? You might as yeah. well. You might as well just pour just pour Magnus all over your dinner and be done with it. <laughs> Do you not eat applesauce? You have it with pork, then you that's about it. No, it is traditionally you have it with pork. Yeah. I can understand you having it with other meat. I can, you know, so, okay, it, have, it's the idea of it being spread everywhere. I don't because it comes so, in little jars, it doesn't come in big jars, does it? It does sometimes. Well, after you fucking get it from well, out of it. Industrial well, kitchen. If you had, if you had a pork dinner on a plate with mash, rolls, potatoes, gravy, and that, you're telling me you'd only put the apple sauce on the pork. You put it on the side, like with cl- like cranberry with turkey. I, 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 yeah, I was gonna say would I wouldn't. Why would you put it on the side? So if you have mint sauce on your Sunday dinner, do you just put it on the side or do you put it all no, out? No, but that's mint sauce. Mint sauce is different, though. Is it, well, yeah, they're all different, like but yeah, because it's all sauce. Yeah, apples, apple sauce, cranberry sauce, ketchup. These are solid sauces. That, that's so you don't squirt sauce all over your chips and that. Well, no, never can help what? it. You, you put curry sauce over your chips. Be you, or you put brown no, sauce just, over your chips if you're well, weird. I feel like you're just making up different rules for different sauces, and I, I don't make the rules. Should be treated the same. <laughs> Justice for sauces. Yeah, and this, it, you can't. No, this is it. Doesn't make any sense. Making me hungry because he knows apple sauce all over your Sunday dinner is banging. It sounds sickly, really. It's, 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 the, it, it, it's uh, the amount of it that, that's stressing me out. Yeah, I could, like, the jars that I'm about that big, I could have it half a jar, easy. <laughs> I, mean, my, 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 I think that's rough. I mean, my problem with applesauce, it looks like when you have, like, you know when you have a nose infection and you, <laughs> you get really bad, like, like, it's not in the back of your nose and you can feel yeah. it and then it comes out and it, that's what applesauce looks like to me. Yeah, but it don't taste like that. No, but... That's what I'm saying. Oh, melted chocolate looks like shit, so I ain't going to eat it, but it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put chocolate all over my dinner either. Of course you wouldn't, because that's chocolate. <laughs> this is exactly the same. This is like... It... What about Nutella? Would you put Nutella all over your Sunday dinner? No, because it's chocolate. Yeah. And chocolate that's and apple thing. are different. That's I like saying... Not... I don't fucking know. But it <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, well, Martin, nice you might as well. Yeah, but you're, nice. you're you're creating an open apple pie. That's what you're doing. You're pizzerizing a Sunday dinner. Yeah, but would you? Do you eat apple pies sometimes? Yeah. So then you'd probably like apple sauce, wouldn't you? Yeah, but not all over everything. Yeah, I was gonna say. So mine's a a the amount and b like I I'm, I don't like having sauces that are gonna potentially mix with one another. I'll tell you what then, next time you have a Sunday dinner, just get a little bit of apple sauce, put some on your mash, put some on your um why, why, why can I just roast. have it its own little its own little like designated area? Well, if you want to put it on the side of the plate, you can, but then you've got to get it all on the fork and mix it in with the mash. Yeah, this because is you do that anyway, so why not just put it on the mash? But you don't put it on the mash. You, you use apple sauce on on pork. You don't put like, like if you have steak and chips, you don't put mustard everywhere. Do you? you put mustard in a little pot on the side. What about peppercorn sauce? On the steak only, but not on the chips. Oh, nasty! Nah, man, you can have it with the chips as well. And this is your problem. Do you discriminate against different sauces? So it's okay <laughs> for peppercorn sauce to go on your steak. We, but it's okay for mustard to go on your steak. We, we're not. We're not being sauces, do you? <laughs> you definitely are. We need to make like some sort of like checklist. So, what sauce? You know, is it on the side? Is it in a separate part, or is it slabbed all over? Because like gravy for me can go over. Doesn't matter what it's like. Go, go over anything. You don't put it to the side. All right. So let me answer. Riddle Ketchup, me this side. Riddle me this. You go to the chippy and yeah. you have a kebab, and he says sauce and salad, mate. Are you going to say, yeah, sauce, mint sauce all over it, and yoghurt mint, but just on the side, please, mate. No, you're going to put it all over the kebab. You've bet me, you <laughs> should be used and treated. Yeah, but why would you have yoghurt mint and mint? 
all right. This is if he says, all right, then you say yogurt mint all yeah. over chili on the side. Well, no, you because it, it, would you? <laughs> it's a different world. See, chip shop, chip shop, it's a, 100%. chip shop world is a different world altogether. Yeah, because then because it's you know you ain't got a choice unless unless you you have one where they put the meat separately on the side and not on top of the chips. If it's already in a if it's in a container where there isn't necessary space to put extra. Yeah, it's like oh, again, yeah. again. We're gonna need we're gonna need a checklist, guys. I think, and so I don't think we've got ordered, time for it today. But if if you ordered a Sunday dinner off Just Eat, which you can now, and it come in a container, <laughs> no. no, and then the side, yeah, what sauce do you want on it, mate? Uh, no, you want to say mint sauce in a cup? Yes. Why? Because that's the rules. You wouldn't say, oh, no, mate. Yeah, oh, so then all... you're going to dip your food in your mint sauce. No, you're going to tip it all over your food, are you? So you're they gonna... might as well do it for you. That's why Chip Shop World are different. <laughs> you're just making it different. <laughs> My hands I'm not here, saying I'm the, not evening's, the evening's gone to hell, but Hydrogen has <laughs> just posted Stu's the best thing about Wolves. Listen, let's just, let's just finish it now. I think we're going to have to, guys. So, uh, this is what Huang does to you. Honestly, <laughs> this is what... I'm going to have to spend the rest of my evening thinking of different sources now and and, and how I approach them. But the you know what? If you do have any thoughts on it, guys, do feel free to put them in the YouTube comments. But while you do it, make sure you like, share and subscribe the episode. Um, big thanks to everyone who's listened to today's show. Um, if you've got this far. If you've got this far, uh, big thanks to everyone who's listened to this live uh, as well, because this is, um, sorry, I'm halfway through the edge spiel, I'm sorry, but I've had a great comment from Matt Bradley on the uh, the YouTube saying, if you're ordering a Sunday (laughs) roast in a box, you you need to evaluate your life choices, and frankly, that's a good a place to end the show as any. Make sure you check out Wolves Fancast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for your Wolves loves and trolls. We've got a couple of end of season season podcast as i mentioned as well we'll be reviewing the season and looking ahead to um the summer as well big thanks to pixel yeti media and 90 min as always and until next time it's a saucy luke thompson see like listen if you've listened to the end right <laughs> just comment on twitter source no other context <laughs> then we Hashtag know source. we know you've listened to the end and we know that you're a sad old just just if you and if you know one of the Guys on the fan cast, even if they're not one of us three, just text themselves. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that that will they're listening, yeah. won't it? <laughs> yeah. It's goodbye from Stu. Do not conform to Apple Source. And it's goodbye from me. And lastly, up the under twenty threes on their promotion as well. <laughs>